Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, coming at you with the second to last uh, preseason team-by-team preview. Um, Now, uh, we are going team-by-team through uh, alphabetically the NHL. DJ has done these videos in conjunction with uh, PuckLuck.com, and they uh, have provided me the audio to post them on the podcast feed in case uh, this is the sort of medium you prefer uh, your content. So uh, make sure you check out the six before uh, this episode. However, in this episode, you can expect to hear about the Seattle Kraken, the St. Louis Blues, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you may notice that it's only three teams. Uh, Toronto, Vancouver, Vegas, Winnipeg, and Washington will have to come at a later point. So we'll give you five uh, before the season starts, but just a uh, heads up there on, on what you can expect um yeah stay tuned uh, obviously next week with opening night there will be um an opening night preview and we'll see what the contests look like for the days afterward so um stay tuned more to come thank you all for listening so let's get on to dj Hello and welcome back to PuckLuck.com betting and fantasy team previews for the Seattle Kraken. One of my favorite jerseys again. I absolutely love this one. The green screen likes it okay. It's a little confused. It's actually a, a good bit greener and I had to edit it a little bit. Um, beautiful color scheme. I love the logo and I love this team last year. This was a team that I was high on going into the season. Their total was 81 and a half. I felt like that was being a bit, you know, a little bit low. On the from the market perspective, I, I liked the over last year. I'm not gonna try to pat myself on the back too hard. I wasn't going to the stable on it. I just was like, I think this is good. Um, I like them going into the playoffs. I said, This is a sleeper team. Like, I know they have Colorado, but I think they could beat Colorado. And really, they were right there. You know, they had a chance against the stars to uh move on to the Western Conference finals to maybe and probably ultimately lose to Vegas. But what about next season? Let's Get over DJ's patting himself on the back corner and get to our projection, which is 97 points, which I feel like it might, you know, it probably sounds high. And then you heard me at the beginning, you're like, man, seem at 100 points last year. Like, did they get better? Did they get worse. That's kind of the argument. And, and I think you could easily make the case that, like, I think I think a lot of people are making the case that, like, this team is just maybe with a bit of a, a flash in the pan and, and maybe isn't going to get back to the same level. But that's not really how I like to bet is based on how I feel or all that stuff. I'd rather look at a model and see what it says. So 97 points, but let's get right into it. What did the sports books have? They have them at minus 130 to make the playoffs. We have minus 170, a, a small, but you know, there's an edge there. Um, we have them for over at 57% to 94 and a half. Nothing crazy. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's quite bettable um, just because of how close it really is to the uh, market. I think the division is probably like if you're that high on the Kraken, where you go. And I think the hardest thing about the Kraken, um, as far as like being bullish on them, is like how do you find something that feels really good in the market? Because they will roll four lines. Um, they, you know, they, they're a team that will play two power plays. It's really hard to find a consistent like avenue for their success. Grubauer 25 and a half wins feels like this. Like, and that's really the only thing I could find. It feels the best. Um, you know, they, I don't 
feel very comfortable with uh, Drieger or whoever ends up actually being the backup. Um, so I think that over 25 and a half might be an, an easier avenue if that's what you're into. Um, just thinking Grubauer gets a good amount of starts. He looked really good in the playoffs. I still think he has some, you know, some left in the tank. So I think that's where I'd go. Getting over to the player point props, though, you know, Jerry McCann was a bit of the catalyst. That's the jersey I'm wearing here today. He was on my winning best puck team. I was absolutely banging the drum for this guy last year. I'm, you know, I never thought he'd get to the 40 goal level. He did. It might not happen again, but he will be playing on a very good line. They have a good enough top six. It's just that this team is all second lines. It feels like they have four second lines and they have a lot of power in those, in those lines. And I think they have a lot of good defensive players in their forward group as well as their defensive core. So I do like this team. It's hard to bet on much from a fantasy perspective. And, you know, like you're uh, like a lot of guys that are, there's one guy that you may have kept in your keeper leagues. It may be to say, and maybe to invince done. And then may, you know, Matt, Matt Berniers, I guess, because of his age, but not a ton of just like, you think a hundred point team, there should be just a lot of guys you're really high on. And it's hard to find too many here. Um, getting to their lineup and just looking at it from a different angle, you know, McCann, Beneers and Everly, Everly's career continues to be pretty solid just because I think he's been playing with some skilled players and he can still do enough to get by. Um, but he had a really good year last year. I still think that line's really strong. Schwartz, Burkowski, Wemberg, Schwartz looked pretty good at health when he was healthy, you know, at, at his, you know, we were kind of going into the year. It felt like that could be another guy that could get a big jump. Um, Wenberg is still a gifted playmaker and Burakovsky back for a full season. We hope would be a nice addition. That third line though, is really one that I was excited about last year a lot. Uh, I love Oliver Bergstrand. I love Eli Tolanen and Yanni Gord can play. Um, he four checks hard, you know, a guy that can kind of, um, was in really when the, the draft to bring over the Kraken roster, you know, the expansion draft was going, everyone was going crazy about Yanni Gord, like, holy crap, this is the guy, you know, how do you, you know, what, this is the, the cornerstone uh, piece of, of the map and ears and Yanni Gord, he can play, you know, I feel like it gets forgotten about because it's really not as fancy uh, in the fancy stats as far as, you know, goals and assists might come, but that's three really good lines. They add Kyler Yamamoto, they add, uh, you know, Pierre Edward Belmar, uh, Brandon Tanev as, you know, the fourth line grinding, you know, player, not sure where Kyle Yamamoto is going to slot in, but I do think he probably makes the roster. Um, yeah, I said Drieger. We have Decord here. It's it could be either way, you know. Uh, Grubauer Decord. It kind of seems like that actually is going to be what they roll with. Start the year. Um, Vince Dunn, Adam Larson, Borgen. I mean, the defense is just pretty solid overall. Uh, nothing to go too too crazy about. Yeah, it, it's a good team. It's hard to bet on too many things. And I think my favorite bet would be just going Grubauer over on wins over 25 and a half, but I'm not going insane on it. Like, I don't think it's something that I'm absolutely stone cold blocking. It's, it's, it's pretty good. And I do think he's going too late in most fantasy circles. So that'd be my best advice here on this team is a drafting Jared McCann, um, I think that Tolvanen or and or Bjorkstrand, probably not. And, you know, I mean, best book, I think you're kind of going a little too far, but I think those are two good sleepers. I'm drafting a bit of Burakovsky as well as I finish up my best block exposure. And then, um, you know, Vince Dunn, I didn't even say it, but this guy went on an absolute terror last year. And I'm still excited to see him uh, fully immersed in that first power play. He didn't start the year last year on the first power play. I think that gets forgotten about it. It was Justin Schultz. So 
he definitely took that over for good. Um, could be a little better than last year, and he was awesome. So definitely a team I like. I think a lot of the market's beginning to sour on them. They might not be the most fun team in the world. They might be a bit more like that Islanders team that many people think of, but they do have some explosive playmakers uh, and goal scorers in Brookstrand and Tilvanen that you can consider. So my best piece of advice, draft Jared McCann uh, and draft Grubauer because I think he's going a little too late. So all that being said, I'll be back next time with the Blues. This was a team I forgot about for the Sharks. I was like, what the? Yeah, Seattle. Um, so we will be back with the Blues. Hello and welcome back to PuckLuck.com betting and fantasy team previews for the St. Louis Blues. The St. Louis Blues coming off an 81-point season. They trade Tarasenko. Now there's no more Ryan O'Reilly either. Uh, you know, it's going to be a bit of a new-look Blues team. But I do think there's still some like fundamental players that are very good on this roster. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people are ready to completely write this team off, but why don't we take a look, you know, look what the model says, let's take a look at everything. Uh, if there's any edge or, or, you know, what we might be looking at in fantasy um, as this team does have a couple interesting notes that I'd like to get to. So why not just get right into it? We have them at 87 points. It'd be a six point increase from that 81 point last season. And honestly, it really all falls on the goaltending. Um, I kind of like, you know, I like Hoffer as a backup. Um, I wonder if they can't take a little bit of the workload off Bennington. Um, I feel like me and Matt talked about this at nauseum, but Bennington was one of very few goalies that saw over 60 starts last season. He was a 27, 27 and six record. So not fantastic. Uh, But Thomas Grace really was bad. Uh, Sub 900 goalie and Joe Hoffer in his very limited run was actually their best save percentage. Um, I guess I also should have said Bennington was bad as well, under 900, but Hoffer was good. Uh, so I, I kind of like this Bennington-Hoffer combination a little bit more. I think it could be a bit more stable in that um, they lost a lot of man games. Um, not, maybe not as many as I thought originally, but you know, Dustin Falk was kind of the, the, the one defensive uh, guy that kind of rose to prowess. They need more than just one or two guys to have a great year for this team to have any chance at a playoff spot. But they're maybe not quite as far off as the sports books and many are saying. Um, you know, they're two to one to make the playoffs. I mean, I'm not betting it, but it's probably a little bit closer than you'd think. Not the strongest division in the world. Um, the West feels a bit more open, so maybe it can happen uh, to win their division. I mean, again, not betting it, but but we're slightly more likely than the sports books, which is nice. And the Stanley Cup, uh, you know, we're more likely than the sports book, but I'm not betting it. 86 and a half is what the sports book has. It feels like a really popular under bet for many. It's not our favorite. I just, again, I don't really find that all that enticing. Um, you know, I don't really know if I'm buying that Ryan O'Reilly makes up that much of a, of an impact and that some of these younger guys, uh, you know, your Cairo, Bruce uh, Robert Thomas type guys couldn't, just be a little bit better next year. And this team could just be around that 86 point mark. I do think it'll be a really popular under bet. It's not something I'm betting um, or really care to think too deeply on. Um, This team is legitimately not that bad. If their goaltending is even league average, I would say if they they get nine, 10 goaltending, this is going to look like, wow, they are an 87 point team. If they get very bad goaltending again, which again, I said, as I said, most of their starts, were sub 900 goaltending overall. I'm sure the team as a whole was sub 900 goaltending overall. They will once again be picking in the top 10. 
So that's kind of the risk you're taking, and that's the bet you're making is this goaltending is bad or good. Um, looking at the player points, what I like about this team so much in a fantasy perspective is how much of the offense will be generated through their top line in Cairo, Thomas, and Busnevich. I'm super high on Jordan Cairo. Um, he's not really a center, but he is center eligible and underdog, which is a little bit annoying. But alas, I'm taking quite a bit of him as normally my second center or sometimes even first center in. I really think he has that kind of upside. He's the one player that you can bet the point total on at 74 and a half. I do not mind the over there. It, 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 we have him at 72. You know, we have a ceiling at 89, but I think that 74 and a half is fair. It's not anything I've bet more than like once in a slip. And there's something you can correlate it with. I would love to correlate him with a boost Navage or a Robert Thomas. Um, in this situation, it actually would make a ton of sense if you could do Thomas assist and Cairo goals on the season because of the fact that Robert Thomas doesn't like to shoot at all. Uh, unfortunately, I can't really find that. But yeah, I don't have a problem with Jordan Cairo, and I'm really high on him going into the fantasy season. Busnevich as well, but just more Cairo. I, I find it interesting that he has our highest projected, and yet Thomas and Busnevich have a higher ceiling for some reason. Like, I think of him as way more of the ceiling guy in that scenario, but the model says what it says. But I think his rates are going to be fantastic. And he's going to be a guy we're going to be targeting for shot props again. Uh, we look at the lineup, and that's really where it starts. It's Kairou, Thomas, Busnevich. I imagine they'll all be on the first power play with Justin Falk. Scott Pervenovich could also mix in on the power play a bit more. He's a really good offensive defenseman, just has had injury problems. And I'm not really worried about anyone else. I mean, you can make a case that Nick Letty is at least involved offensively, but I don't really care. Um, goaltending, Bennington Hoffer, as I said. And the bottom, you know, the rest of the top nine, I guess, if you will, Vrana, Chen, you know, there's some guys in here. I'm excited to see Vrana, hopefully for a full season. Hopefully he's very, you know, he's well, um, you know, he's had some stints um, on the, you know, the player rehab situation where I'm, I'm hoping that he can just have a full season and he's feeling good because I love him as a player as well. And I do think that him and Kapanen are two guys that kind of improve it situations. And I think both of them have good upside. I just don't know if anyone other than Vrana is really all that relevant because Vrana will shoot at an amazing rate. We've seen it before and can score from anywhere. So I do like him just enough as a very late, you know, last round guy in best puck and probably in your deeper leagues, he might be going pretty low or undrafted. I'd keep an eye on him just because there is a lot of upside. I think it's more relevant in a best puck space where you're very much rewarded for upside weeks. Um, that's when he's going to score. And like your season long stuff, he might have weeks where he's pretty much a dud and he's consistently staying on your bench because it's, I think it'll come in waves, but I do like his upside. So I like, again, we like this blues teams a little bit blues team a little bit more than I think the public, but it mainly comes through Cairo and that's where I would be betting this next season. So thank you for watching. I will be back with Tampa. I didn't forget this time. I remembered who was up next. Tampa's up next. And I'm going to get to that right after this. Hello and welcome back to PuckLock.com betting and fantasy team previews for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay coming off of a season that again saw the playoffs, but this time they were bested by the Toronto Maple Leafs. They did not make it out of round one. They was not the best iteration of the Lightning. You know, after multiple cups, they maybe were a little bit tired. Finally, the the every year we've been saying this team is going to be too tired. They played too many games, and last year they finally exit in the first round after, uh, like I said, just many seasons with postseason success. 
98 points last year. Nikita Kucherov was back to being Nikita Kucherov with 113 points in 82 games. Braden points scored over 50, which I feel like it's a little bit forgotten about. Um, he was sensational. And it was one of those things that he just was so freaking efficient that it was honestly frustrating in many DFS nights when you're just like, oh, Braden Point has two shots and two goals. Again, that's fantastic news. Um, but why don't we bring it up? Let's go right into it. And even with factored in that Andre Vasilevsky is going to miss the first couple months. We have Tampa Bay at 105 points, still very much in the playoff mix. And I know that might come as like a little bit of a surprise to many. I'm already starting to see people just sort of, you know, man, you know, maybe this team is not going to be back They're You know, whatever you want to say, they're just not going to have it. And here we are yet again with Tampa Bay right back on the top. Um, this was right around their projection last season. Um, from many, I mean, the sports books had them. Let me double check that. The sports books had them at 103, yeah, 103 and a half over under. So we're kind of going back to you know our priors here, um, other than what the sports books have now, which would put them at 93 and a half after the Vasilevsky injury. So that took a big toll on what their potential could be, and the sports books reacted very quickly. So we're kind of leaning the other way at this point. And again, this is updated for what the books have now after the Vasilevsky injury. And I get it. It's not something many want to place, including myself. I don't really want to bet on this. Like a, I'm not rooting for it, but B Vasilevsky being out this long could have a bigger effect than maybe a model could indicate um, just based on how good the team has been. And it's pretty unknown. Uh, you know, Jonas Johansson's been terrible, but really hasn't had much of a run. So I'm fading it myself. I'm fading all of this. I just, again, if you're a Tampa fan and you read, then you watch this and you say, Hey, you know what? Maybe this is a good sign. You're probably right. Like 93 and a half seems a bit aggressive for, um, and uh, you know, to go under on at this point, but I really don't know how much higher I'd actually go, um, with how bad this goaltending could be. Uh, so let's get over to some things that might be worth your time and your bets. Uh, you know, Kucherov point, I think will be tied at the hips. You can bet both of them together on underdog. If you're in New York, like myself for not much longer, um, but at least before the season starts. So Braden point 82 and a half. We like that over. And then Kucherov at 108 and a half. It's a little bit more tenuous. Like I said, he had 112 last year and the sports books really don't get very uh, creative. They just sort of say, what did you do last year? Yeah. Okay. Shave a little off. We're good. So because of the potential injury. Um, yeah, it's a little tough to feel great about 108 and a half. You know, you're going to need Gutrop to play all 82 to get there. It's up to you. Um, I don't think I'm taking either uh, together myself. It's just a little too rich for me. Um, and, you know, you're kind of basically saying what happened last year is just going to happen again. Uh, Braden point 95 points. It's fine. Like I get it. And I think it's, it's the way I would do it is to take both of them together myself, but I just don't think I like it quite strong enough to really get after it. Um, but yeah, it's up to you. Uh, we'll just get to the lineup and talk about some of these other guys, like, you know, the Sergachev versus Hedman kind of situation as well. Um, I kind of like Sergachev on that first power play more than Hedman at this point, And I've been drafting that way in best puck and in other uh, avenues. I just think that Sergachev is going to take over and he's been a rates monster, but Victor Hedman still very much in the mix. Um, the rest of this defense besides Chernak is not fantastic, but some guys that I, you know, could be usable. Um, Nick Perbix wasn't that bad, I guess. <laughs> he wasn't that good, but whatever. I think the forward group is really what I'm interested in. And, you know, not 
for best puck as much. I mean, you know, obviously Stamkos is useful. Tanner Janelle, um, if he gets enough ice time with enough hits, could be, you know, that late last round guy that maybe you jam in a couple of times. But I think in your deeper, like super deep fantasy leagues, uh, Alex Barry Boulay and Michael Isimont are interesting to me. Um, very good rate shooters and very good finishers. Um, well, at least Barry Boulay and not as much Isimont. He's been more of a, I can't score, but I'm going to shoot a hundred times guy. Um, but on a, you know, either of these guys are mixed in with the likes of Steven Stamkos. I feel pretty good about that. You know, uh, I don't think they're going to get much run on the power play, but I, they are guys to keep your eye on. If you're in like a 16 team, you know, super deep draft, I would not hate the idea of grabbing Alex Barry Boulay or Michael Isimont, but I think Boulay a little bit over Isimont myself. I'm excited to see him hopefully get more run in Tampa. It seems like every time this guy gets called up, he's scoring goals and they just didn't have the room for him. Well, now they do. And I, I like this guy. I am not, you know, it's sort of one of those situations where it's like, you know, is this Martin Firk who maybe some of you remember as a guy that gets called up in LA or wherever he is and up, he scored a goal, but they send him right back down because he maybe just can't play defense or I don't know what it is. Um, or is this, you know, a guy that could take the lead by storm and be more of a Daniel Sprong, I'm going to say his name correct this time, and sort of find his way in a five-on-five role. So I'd keep an eye on that, um, getting a bit too far, but yeah. And then Brandon Hagel, you know, resigns a pretty big deal, playing with Point Kucherov, going pretty late in best puck. I'm kind of keeping tabs on him normally, keeping my eye on picking him up. I think he gets a little bit more run on the power play. There's no more... Corey Perry to steal a, a role. And we really don't, I really don't see much of a reason why it wouldn't be Hagel, Point, Kudrop, and Stamkos, but you never do know for sure. So stuff to watch, stuff to keep an eye on. Um, we already are seeing, because they are the, the opening Tuesday night, we're already seeing shop props start to pop up for these players. So we're getting excited. I'm excited to watch this Tampa Bay team and likely they'll be back in the playoffs. And I know from the quote from Sergeyev on 32 Thoughts, they did not like losing to Toronto in the first round, and they are looking to get back to playoff dominance. So with all that being said, good luck to you Tampa Bay Lightning fans out there, and I will be back with whoever's next. I, I remembered Tampa was up next. I, I'm 99% sure it's Toronto. I'm hoping Toronto's up next. That's my guess, because I can't do that in my head. Talk to you next time.